Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. I'm so glad that you're here, and uh, we're going to take time to get in the Word. It's good to see everybody. God bless you, and welcome to our home tonight. Uh, it's just going to be like family devotion, but this is going to be our Wednesday night Bible study as well. And, uh, of course, I'm here right now with uh, just Cindy and my family during this sh- sheltered-in band that we have, and hopefully that's going to be lifted very soon. I'm going to let you see something here. There's Finn right there. He's on our wood pallet swing that we have here at the house. And for those that remember, that's the swing I put up when Cindy went on a mission trip to Guatemala. I, I decided to step out and uh, uh, do something that while she was gone for all those dads watching right now. And uh, anyhow, he's going to be helping us read tonight. Our children will be reading some of the verses. And uh, we are excited that you have joined us tonight. And so anyhow, God bless you. And uh, Sister Bounce, Cindy's going to start us off tonight in the Word of the Lord. I'm going to continue with the thought that I had Sunday morning about welcome home. But tonight I'm going to emphasize on the word cleanse the house of God and sanctify the priest. That's what we're going to talk about, about a cleansing in our life, that when we return, we come back pure and cleansed. And so uh, anyhow, my wife's going to take it to this time. If you have your Bibles, you can open up the Second Chronicles chapter 29. Second Chronicles chapter 29. Kids, are you there? Verse 1, Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old, and he reigned nine and twenty years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. Then, can do verse 2? And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. Julian, verse 3. He, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. Sawyer, and he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street. Thank you. And he said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify my yourselves. <laughs> okay, wait, we're going to stop. This is what we call the giggles. And we do devotion in our house every day, and so we always have the kids reading verses, and typically, Lakin gets the giggles um, when she's reading, or one of them. <laughs> and so that's, this is the norm for uh, the Bounds home when we're reading, especially I think it's magnified when you think there are a couple hundred people watching you read. So. <laughs> Welcome to our very serious family devotion. <laughs> but we're going to get it in tonight. If we have to laugh through it, we're going to get through this. And so uh, this is normal for us. And so uh, I hope uh, it's normal for you. And uh, you're probably having a- eaten devotion with angels at your house, but we're, we're, we're getting we through this. We are too. They're angels. But... <laughs> Our angels. <laughs> All right, Lakey, go ahead. And he said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry the filthiness out of the whole Out of the out of the holy place, 
I do want to talk tonight if I can stop laughing with my kids because they know everybody's watching and that's a challenge uh, for them, of course, right now. Uh, but we're going to talk about welcome home and returning to the house of God and the, the filthiness of the house of God, the filthiness that was upon the Levites. You're looking a long time since they've offered sacrifice, they've burnt incense. turn us off, you know, because we're laughing here. But Ben's the only one that can keep a good, serious face. Ben, ben can keep a serious face. Maybe Finn should teach this devotion tonight. He can do it, I think. <laughs> he can do it. It had been a long time since the house of God had been opened. You're looking at, you're looking at many years because Ahaz had, had shut the doors of the church. <laughs> They're laughing with us, okay. They're laughing with us. Are y'all laughing with us? Oh, my lands. All right. And uh, they, Ahaz nailed the doors of the church shut. There's no priest. There's no burnt sacrifice. There's no incense. There's, there's nothing going on at the house of God. There's no, there's no laughter at the house of God. Uh, the lamp of God is out. It's not lit. Nothing is happening. And uh, you're looking at a dark, dark place. There's no priesthood place. There's no lines of people coming offering up sin offerings and trespass offerings and thank, Thanksgiving offerings. <laughs> and you think it's funny now? <laughs> and uh, anyhow, I'm sorry. Uh, you're dealing with the Bounds family this evening. Um, but when you look at this, when you... <laughs> think we're going to be able to get these? Are they laughing at us? Everybody's laughing at us. And uh, what do we do from here? I don't, I don't know. Can y'all hear us well? Can you hear me? That's a good good time. All you awesome saints, can y'all, can you hear my voice pretty clear? Um, but when you look at the word of God, what it's saying is, is nothing, nothing is going on. Hezekiah, 25 years old, his first year of reign, he said, I'm going to open the house of God back. The first thing he did was he got the priests together. He got the Levites together. And he started setting things in order according to the word of God. This man would have loved the word because of the way he operated in order. I mean, he went back and he read things. He read from what did David do. You can see it listed there. It says that he did things according to his father David about how the prophets had said, uh, how the prophet has said that you need to sing the songs, you need to get the trumpets, you need to get the music going and uh, put the priest, <laughs> put the priest in there. Oh, man. Are, are y'all okay over there? Are y'all getting this? I'm fine. And, I, you know, I, was, I, would say, I would say to them, that if you, you think of this, Sawyer and Jillian Lakin, could you imagine no church, no songs, no worship, uh, no place to pay your tithes and give your offerings, no music practice, no choir, nothing's going on for many years, probably decades. It's one thing to miss church for five weeks. It's another thing to miss church for 10 years. And could you imagine what that place would have been like? The doors when they were open and nobody could come. He was robbing, Ahaz was robbing the house of God 
of the vessels and tearing the altar down. And, and it, was, it was sick, really, what's happened. It's, to me, it's like churches that lose their doctrine. To me, it's like churches somewhere transitioning away from truth. They start tearing down the holy things of God, the righteous things of God. They start removing the valuable things of God. I have learned over the years that when you start taking out some of the small convictions of the house of God, you're eventually going to start removing things you never thought you would remove from the house of God. When I was growing up, and I was telling some of them, church, you have to talk about the convictions that God had given Hezekiah. Uh, when I was growing up in church, we, we didn't eat cheeseburgers in the sanctuary. Uh, when I was growing up in church, we didn't take snacks and things of that nature. Uh, and you know, I was preaching one time, and on the front row, I was at a church, and on the front row, there was a guy on the front row, right in the middle of the preaching, I heard, guy opened up a, a, a Coke right on the front row. Twisted the top off, started drinking the Coke. Man, my dad would have beat me if I'd have done something. My mom would have taken me out if I brought something in there like that. Coffee and those things. And even when our men were working, I asked them when they were working in the sanctuary to take off their hat. Just because I felt like it's a respect for the house of God. That's why it's called sanctified, or it's a holy place or sanctuary. I want you to say this in your home, sanctuary. Sanctuary. A sanctuary is a set-apart set place. That means things do not go on there. Uh, we don't rent our church out, the house of God out, to stuff that's going to be unholy things that go on in there. Why? We believe it's designated for one purpose, a habitation of God among his people. A habitation, a dwelling place. That's what the sanctuary was for. The house of God was for. I teach my kids to respect that place. When they go in to reverence that place. But this place was filthy. The stuff was torn down. Let me go back to the point I was making. When you start taking small convictions away, it's not long until it's just another place. Any doctrine can be said. Anything can be talked about in the sanctuary. I think there's some things we shouldn't talk about in there. Talking about reverencing the house of God. If any of our daughter works are tuned in tonight, I would say to you in the sanctuary of your church, in your city. Reverence that place. Honor that. Volunteer to clean. And I say that to the anchor church. Volunteer to get involved. Say, I want our house of God to be done with excellence. It's under the Lord. We're, we're making it presentable as if the King of kings and Lord of lords is coming. So you understand Hezekiah, uh, he had that type of conviction. It was... We've got to get the house of God, God back. We've got to get things set in order. And so he set in order for the house of God to be cleansed. And he did. He sent a motion. They went in. They had to repair the doors, as I said, Sunday. They went in. They began to clean the house of God. And in eight days, they cleansed the house of God and removed all of its filth to the brook of Kedron. That's what the scripture says. They removed all of that mess, all of that trash, Hey, we don't need any trash in the house of God. We don't need any uncleanness. The only unclean thing we need in the house of God is a sinner that's coming to lay all that uncleanness down on the altar. Because we know there's a brook that we can take that to. The washing of the water of the word. The cleansing of his blood. Oh, let somebody say amen. amen. Could you imagine not having church for 10 years, for 20 years? Nothing. That it just become a, a, a bar hall. That it just become whatever. 
And that's how Ahaz. He didn't have any respect for the house of God. So here's what he did. He said, we're going to cleanse the house of God. Second thing that he said, and I'm going to teach this for a moment. He said, we're going to sanctify the priest. We're going to sanctify them. When I think of sanctifying the priest, I go to Exodus 30. And that's when he took Aaron and his sons, the priest, and he poured oil over them. He poured oil over the vessels. He poured oil on the altar. He poured oil over everything to be used. Once it was anointed, there was a special fragrance about that. Once it was anointed, it was used for the work of God. And I say to everybody watching right now, if there's an anointing on your life, it's specific for the work of God. It's not to be shared with uncleanness. If you've ever had the dose of the anointing, somebody was so powerful, and uh, Lakin, it's a moment that I experienced with you, that while we were singing and practicing uh, the songs, getting ready for live stream on Sunday, going through the songs, and I was in the sanctuary praying, the Spirit of the Lord fell, and Brother Nehemiah can tell you, it's so powerful. Uh, I looked out, and Brother Adam Nelson come out from behind the computer and down the altar just weeping before God. Brother Kenny Jones was running our sound in the altar, was weeping before God. I look, here comes Sister Vicki Kirkbride running the, the, the media computer. Here she came down the altar. I was weeping. Lakin and I, even after they finished practice, were holding hands in the altar, weeping before God. I'm going to tell you, the Lord doesn't show up in an unclean place. It's, it's common knowledge that when you study doves, they do not land on unclean things. The Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm going to say this, there might be a reason why you can't feel God in your home. It could be that there's uncleanness in your house. It could be that your house needs cleansed. I'm not talking about dust on the counter. I'm not talking about mold on the, mold on the shower curtain. I'm, I'm talking about unclean things that are ungodly, unlike God, that are in your life. Can I tell you, if it's on your phone, you need to clean your phone. If it's, if it's in your DVD case, you need to clean it out. If it's on your music list, you need to get, if it's in your radio stations, you need to clean it. Ask yourself this type of question. Is what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, what I'm digesting in my mind, in my ears, does God approve of this? Does God approve of that? I know in this house and my kids, there's been times we've watched some video and just a matter of a moment, something that something didn't feel right and we turn it off. Cause not in this house. As for me and my house, I want y'all to say this with me. We will serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. I pray over my kids. I pray over that they'll never leave the church, never walk away from God. I want my children. I want Finn, my youngest. I want him to love the house of God. The way I love the house of God. I, I want to, my children to love the house of God. I'll never forget. And we've tried to build a culture of the house of God where the children even love it. Uh, I remember going to a family event. We had to miss a Sunday night. And uh, because of the family event out of state. And we were driving. I looked in the back seat. Lake was, I don't know, probably five years ago. She was probably 10 years old, I think. I could see her in the back through the rearview mirror of the van. I could see that she's back there crying. I said, Lakin, what's wrong? We'd already been to church Sunday morning. We were headed out of town. She said, I don't want to miss my church tonight. It's not that she didn't want to see family, but it was that she loves her church. I want you to fall in love with your house of God. And I know it's not limited to just one house of God. 
But where God has called us to worship, it should be a holy place. And I'm going to tell you where your life is going to become fulfilled is when the house where you live in is also a holy place. Cindy and I, we try to guard everything that comes in our house because I don't want anything in this house to make Jesus feel unwelcome in my home. I want him to feel welcome in my home. It wasn't good enough, though, just to have the house cleansed and the filthiness put out. Um, they had to sanctify the priest. They had to sanctify the priest. What did they do? They separated themselves from sin. They separated their minds from things that were negative, And they anointed them. They offered certain sacrifices, and in their place, they would kill a sacrifice in their place. There were things that would die in their stead. I believe one way to sanctify the priest or sanctify yourselves in our day, one way would be to fast. That would be killing something, killing a desire in your life. And uh, we probably could all use a good fast right now. I imagine some of you are thinking about exercising and running and jogging, some of these things you've been eating. It'd probably be good if we did a fast. Can there be an amen from somebody that's watching right now? And uh, I want you to pray about that. You're going to hear more about this. I think one of the cleansings that we should have, we need to cleanse ourselves from ourselves, from our mind, what we think is important. I heard a man say one time, he went on a 20... 26 days of fasting. Now, I'm not asking you to do a 26-day fast. I can probably say a bunch of hallelujahs and thank you, Jesus, coming across the comments right now. Um, 26, he said he did a three-day fast. He said when he did three days on the third day, he said, oh, man, he wanted direction for his life. After seven days, he wanted to know the will of God for his life. He said, but when he hit somewhere after three weeks of fasting, he said he didn't want direction. He wasn't seeking the will of God for his life. He said, all I wanted was the presence of God. He said, after 21 days, I just wanted him. Can you feel that way today? We just want him. And he was telling the priest, you need to sanctify yourselves from absence from the house of God. You haven't offered sacrifice. You, you haven't fleshed out a sacrifice in a long time. Nothing's died in your presence in a long time. These priests hadn't worked at an altar they hadn't smelt the blood of the altar. They hadn't been around the incense of the altar. They hadn't been around nothing like that. It was, it was, it was, it was inactive. He said, but we're going to have to get the altar back. We've got to offer some sacrifices. We've got to get the lamp burning. We've got to get the altar of incense going. So things had to die. Remember, the altar of incense and the brazen altar, the fire that came upon it. And Leviticus, write this down if you have something. Leviticus 9 and 24. The fire did not fall on the altar until the bullock, the bullock had died and the sacrifice had died. How do you sanctify yourself? Something has to die. And in your life, he prayed a prayer that we should pray. Not my will. Our family, we get around this. They don't have to do it now. But we get around this coffee table right here. I remember when I was a little boy, sin. I was just uh, seven years old. My dad, when I got in trouble, he brought me to the coffee table. He said, after I got spanked and I needed it, thank God that he corrected me. Hard to tell what path I'd have been on if I didn't have a dad directing me and a mom. But he didn't just correct me. He took me to the altar in our home was our coffee table. Now I'm recommending every parent, I do this with my own children, let's go here and repent. And 
Get down before the Lord and make things right with Him. And you begin to say, not by will, God. Is there anything in me that's not right? How about your attitude can die? How, how about jealousy can die? How about envy in your life can die? It's been a long time. These priests hadn't been at an altar in a long time. He said, but before we open the house of God to the people, we must cleanse the house and we must sanctify the priest. Something has to die. I don't want you to put on live stream what needs to die in your life. That would be embarrassing. That's between you and the Lord. But what I think you should do is find a place in your house tonight. And you need to write something down on a piece of paper and say, you know what? My frustration is going to die. The jealousy I've had. The things I haven't forgiven. The things I've held against my spouse. The things I've held against my children. Maybe the job. Maybe the economy. Maybe against God. It's dying tonight and it's not going to ever live again. Today, I'm sanctifying myself. If you will cleanse the house of God and you will sanctify the priest, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to find returning to the house of God with more joy than you've ever had before. We're here soon when we know when the bands are lifted. They're going to be lifted incrementally. Let me, let me step up here uh, just so I can... See this here real quick. Uh, listen, I would imagine they're going to lift these bands incrementally. If they, uh, and you're going to hear more about it Sunday. I'm going to talk about it Sunday, how we're going to do it according to the bands. We've got a great plan, great team. Our daughter works are working on a great plan, and they've got great teams that's working with them. You're going to hear more from me on Sunday about if it goes to 10, if it goes to 50, if it goes to 100, if it goes to 250, and then when it's totally lifted, what we're going to do. Until then, I'm going to tell you, God has allowed this. God didn't cause COVID-19, but God has allowed this to get the church out of the building yes. so you can start in your home what we're doing right here. This is the will of God. And as the bands are lifted, I think this home setting should increase. Yes. Family, friends, your neighbors coming over, people that you know can come over and share in some some snacks or hors d'oeuvres or something. And we'll be doing Bible studies like this. I'll be teaching a Bible study to small groups. You're going to hear more detail about it. I'm not going to go into detail tonight. But where you are sharing your home with people. You say, but I'm a, I don't want anybody to come to my house. Cleanse that house of God. Get it presentable to where people can come into your house. Where your house, right now, it's your sanctuary. Your house right now is your church building. It really is. And God inhabits the praises of his people in a holy place where you are. And so what I'm saying to you is that we're believing that the launching of the greatest harvest that there's ever been is going to be from living rooms. Yeah. It's going to be in small, small places. And if you will, what you're going to find is, is small groups. Man, I feel the Lord right now. We felt the same thing in a staff meeting uh, yes, or, uh, yesterday. But what you're going to find is God's going to give you boldness. He's going to give you strength and the ability to share the gospel with people that need to hear the gospel. I want my children to teach Bible studies. I want them to share this gospel at a young age. You can do it. Cleanse the sanctuary. Sanctify the priest. And when you come... We're going to send this, we're going to send up, we're going to have a welcome home service. It's going to be amazing. We're going to throw a big party. It's going to be fun. But let me tell you something that's going to happen in that. 
When we returned, Sister Taylor told me on the phone the other day, she said, I'm going to dance, Pastor. I'm going to be shouting. I said, amen, amen, and she will be. There are going to be so many. It's going to be a rejoicing time. But if you wanted to get the most out of it, you need to go ahead and sanctify yourself. Cleanse the things that you can cleanse. Separate yourself. We're going to do a media fast. And, man, we always get such great response from that. We're going to do a, a, a food fast. And, and you can go ahead and pray if God leads you to that. You can go ahead and pray and ask God what that is going to be. And he said that when they returned to the house of God, after all these letters were sent and they showed up, there had not been rejoicing like that since the days of Solomon. I believe it meant when Solomon finished the temple. They hadn't had rejoicing like that since then. There's going to be a rejoicing at the anchor churches. They're going to be rejoicing in the body of Christ all over. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be so amazing. But somebody say amen. Amen. Uh, do y'all have anything y'all want to say? Anybody? Anything that you want to say? Anybody? Huh? I miss you all a lot. And sometimes when you just things, different things can put things into perspective and just really makes you realize how much you love each other and appreciate them and all that they do and just can't wait to be together again. Miss you all so much. We do. We miss you. And I know our children do. They. They're, they're ready to see everybody. And I, I'm so excited about it. I was saying the other day, I haven't even got to see my brother, my mom and dad, my sister-in-law, my, my, my nieces and my nephew. My niece has already started walking, and I missed it. Haven't got to be around her. These are, these are certainly uncertain times, and, 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 and it's a, such a fluid situation. But you know what? It's all going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. And how many of you have felt God with you? Listen, be the church. Not just go to church, but be the church. Pray. Teach. Take an opportunity with people and share what's on your heart. Be led of the Lord. Call somebody and pray for them. I preach this Sunday. Give, provide, reach out and help. Keep giving to the, to the house of God. Keep, keep providing as God has always led you to be a provider to help others. But reach out. It's right now it's time to start calling people. Call people up and say, hey, just, just had you in my mind. Is there anything I can pray with you about? I'm telling you, it works. It's right. God has led you to be a light in a dark hour. We love you all. I'm not going to keep you. But uh, I'm asking you to read 2 Chronicles chapter 29, 2 Chronicles chapter 30. It's intrigued me so much. There's so much in it. I just shared a few, few things about it tonight. But if you want to continue 31 and 32, it even gets better. It's very powerful. It's a God moment right now. Let me pray for you. And our family's going to pray for you. Uh, sorry to let you join the Finn. I want you to join Dad. We're going to pray for these awesome people that God has called us to lead as pastor and as shepherd. Will you all pray with me? We're going to pray this today. I want you to pray that God would protect them. I want you to pray that God would preserve them. And I want you to pray that God would prosper them. Would you do that? Because I, this is a prayer I pray nearly every day for you all. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, we love you. We pray right now, God, for an anointing to be over our church. An anointing to be over the body of Christ. God, I pray a, a, a protection like you gave Job. Oh, God, we read about a hedge around him and everything that he had. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would protect 
these wonderful people, that you would preserve them and that, God, you would prosper them. Prosper them, I pray, in their health. Prosper them spiritually. Prosper them, I pray, God, in their mind. Prosper their rest and their balance. And I pray that you would prosper their finances, God. I pray that you would give them prudence and wisdom during these times, making decisions, oh God, and learning even to store up, I pray. I pray for the parents, oh God, that you would help them, Lord, as they're parenting their children in these times, teaching them in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Let me give you a great challenge. Teach your children the Bible, the Bible stories that you love and you cherish. Don't leave it up to the Sunday school teachers. Why don't you take time to teach your children the amazing Bible stories that you know? It's not fair to leave it up to a Sunday school teacher to do it one hour a week when you have your children every day. You can do one Bible story a day. You can break it up in segments. But teach them. Teach them this amazing Word of God and this apostolic truth. I love you all. So excited to see you. And... Uh, won't be long. God bless you. I think I want to say oh. I think you guys have been awesome, um, loving on each other. Still, I saw so many of you reached out and offered the community and those around you uh, it, that if you could be of any help to them, I think that's a great time to let your light shine. Y'all are doing great, and also I know we have a few that are um, getting married. They have weddings coming up, and the weddings they had planned. Um, are not going to go the way they had originally thought and they're going to have to do something a little different but they're doing some baby showers and some wedding showers uh, online virtual showers and y'all are so awesome I've been seeing them post pictures of gifts where you all are still sending them things in the mail since they weren't able to have showers and y'all are just wonderful I just wanted to say I thought it was so great how you're still loving each other and uh, I'm just so proud to be part of the anchor churches y'all are the best we love you Love you. God bless. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.